everybody, and welcome to Channeled Insight. I am your host, Reverend Leah Fortner, and today I am joined by two of my favorite ladies, um, our channel, Laura Morante, and the amazing guiding light of Jody Mitchell. Hi, ladies. Hey, Leah. Thanks hey, for Leah. coming. Yes, it's my pleasure to be here. I have to admit, I was really, really excited when uh, Laura reached out to me and let me know she was going to do a spontaneous channel today. Uh, and I couldn't think of a better time to do it. There's obviously so much going on in the world right now that it's, it's even hard to comprehend at times the effect that's trickling down. But we always trust the spirit has a higher purpose, and that's why we're tuning in today. So I just want to go ahead and get started with handing it over to Dodie um, so that we can all anchor in and get into a calmer place of reception and maybe through their minds because I know a lot of people um, are feeling the intensity. So Dodie, if you want to kick us off with uh, meditation, that'd be awesome. Okay, Leah, thanks. I'd just like to invite everybody to just take a moment now to find a comfortable spot. <clears throat> Sit comfortably or lay down or whatever feels right for you. Close your eyes. And take a, a slow, deep breath in through your nose. Let it all out through your mouth. And as your breath moves in and out, just take a little journey with me now as we find our way, each of us separately, into a beautiful space surrounded by trees. Imagine that you're standing on the earth and your feet can feel that life energy of the earth coming up through them. Feel so grounded and stable and held in a beautiful way. And all around you are trees, beautiful, thick green trees everywhere. And there's a feeling of mist in the air that feels cool and cleansing and pure. And as you take in a deep breath now, you take in all that life force energy that the trees are providing for you, all that beautiful coolness that enters your lungs. And as you breathe out, you release everything, all the concern, any fear, any weariness, anything at all that you don't wish to carry anymore, just breathing in that life force, breathing in that cleansing energy, breathing in that loving light of spirit that the trees are able to manifest into oxygen and pure air. And breathing out anything that you wish to release, any fear, any tension, any discord. And know that you are deeply connected to the energy of the earth. Deeply connected to all that surrounds you. That all that's within you is divine and divinely connected. Let yourself rest in that feeling of being surrounded, protected, loved, nurtured, and cleansed with every breath. Let yourself settle into that feeling. And Leah, back to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Dodie. That was perfect. It was beautiful and grounding and took us to a really great place. Um, ladies, is there anything you want to share or address before we move into connecting through the channel? You know, Leah, I had an interesting experience last night. I, um, I couldn't sleep at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I went outside and did a meditation. And I sat out there just asking to be open to what, could be for today for this channel you know um, just to lay a foundation and as I was sitting in meditation 
I don't know, hundreds, thousands of bullfrogs came around. And I sat here just like in this beautiful song. It was amazing. And um, I actually recorded it. But the interesting thing about it is I was spurred after 20 minutes to go and make that diagram that I showed you earlier. So I don't know. There's something to it. I know you know about animal totems and stuff, so I'm curious to know what that bullfrog energy is, because whatever that was, was a part of what I was bringing in for today. Yeah, that's so incredible, and um, I would say that animal spirit is one of my favorite medicines to work with, um, and it's really just tapping into the different influences and characters that animals offer uh, the earth and our reality. And when you connect to that and you open up uh, to them showing up into your life with divine purpose, um, then you can really allow that to influence you and your more expanded vision of what's going on in, in your life and the messages from spirit. They come in all forms, uh, including animals. So uh, in my experience, frog has always been one of my favorite medicines, so it's <laughs> lovely that that was one of your experiences last night and it's so cool that you got up and embraced that um but frog has always represented in my experience um the bringer of the rain so um what does that mean uh the rain is what comes in to cleanse us to wash away um to give light to the new uh and also the frog has represented emotional cleansing so it's part of the cleansing process is all that emotion that's stirred up. And I think that's really astute for what we're going through right now. In a weird way, this is like a storm coming in and cleansing all of us. And, of course, there's a lot of tough things to experience throughout the process, but like the rain, through these trials and these cleansing, there will be a new light, you know? So, so I, I really do feel like that connects on a lot of levels, although I have a feeling spirit will take it to even further place than I can <laughs> in my interpretation of it. Um, but it does seem like it's divine symbology, Laura. I think that was really, really incredible that you connected, and it was so powerful in that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nature's always working with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'm gonna so I'm gonna jump into the channel in a minute. But Leah, I had showed you the diagram. You know, it's two o'clock in the morning, and there I am, drawing on Troy's sketch pad the image of the human, and and the little awareness, right? And it was funny because the image on the in the mind is a box, and then you have the heart, and then you have the gut, and those are the different places where we can uh, process life, and that's how it came through. So, anyway. That is something I yeah, think. Yeah, no, and the, the diagram was beautiful, too, because like I said to you, it really resonated with me when I do energy healing and work with my clients as well, because so often when we are very or deep into processing and overstimulated by fear or worry or what's going on around us, it's because we've gotten trapped in that box of the mind. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when I'm working with my clients, uh, our healing intention starts with the very basic need of dropping your consciousness down into the calmness of your heart chakra yeah, yeah. and allowing your gut, which is your inner knowing, to open. Yeah. And from there is where you find clarity and healing in a divine, harmonic way. Yeah. Uh, so I, that was spot on to me, Laura. It was super awesome that you had that experience last night. And I'm really excited to see how spirit is going to take that um, and just in general, what the message is going to be, because there has to be, you know, something underlying this huge change for all of Earth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> all right. All right. Well, that picture is uploaded to the um, video player that's on the blog, talk radio, that's on the website. When you're looking at listening to this, you can look at that picture, all right? So um, I'm ready if you are. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to just open up and ask for the ask for the messages for our collective highest good at this point on the journey with everything that's going on. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> okay. 
as a collective energy. You are each adding your individual state of perception to the collective human experience. And you are each, in this moment, looking at life as if you've never quite grasped the full concept of our true purpose here on Earth. And it may be this confrontation of self that the world has called in now, this moment to appreciate the breath of life, this moment to allow yourself to embrace the gift that life is. It is astute awareness of the divine relevance of your presence on earth that brings you into alignment with that astute energy of inspiration, of knowingness, and of alignment with the higher self. You are in your own way, each of you, working through the process now of trying to find in you what it is your inspiration is telling you. You've got to come to terms now with who you are individually and collectively. And so you see all of the distractions, all of the ideas of life are being put to the test now. Every individual looking at what they thought they were certain of, wondering, will it be? Is there more to this than what's on the surface? And why is it that even though we pretend it's not real, it keeps coming at us? Look at it. It's spirit crawling across the globe, opening wide the minds of the individuals that were stuck in the misconception of the purpose of life. Don't you see? This brand new way of conceptualizing <clears throat> is being born in this moment. It's you. You are the individuals collectively defining the way future generations see life, see themselves as a part of the collective experience, and challenge themselves to know that it is the journey to self, the journey of the inner knowing of the connected nature of all souls that brings one's individual soulful relevance to the surface. Journey inward for what you seek externally, which is a sense of self. Has it not been that the previous generations have looked outside of themselves for some definition, have created these ideas of career paths that have formed their sense of their identity? <clears throat> Had it not been for the ego's desire to align there, to identify there, there would be no need for this confrontation of self. But you see, dear ones, if you are not willing to choose of your own volition to look inward, to find your soulful self, to believe in a divine aspect of this human experience when none of the material nature of it serves you, then of course you would collectively call forward an experience that would con confront your attachment your attachments to the material nature of the expression of you, to the long-term commitments in your career paths and the distractions of the search for fame and fortune in this world. How is it that 2,000 years go by and humanity doesn't realize the path that it's on.
but it is not a matter of, <clears throat> is it my God, your God, or no God? It is not a matter of what exists outside of yourselves, which your mind has projected outside of yourselves. It is the awareness of the inner connection to all souls. It is the awareness of the energetic aspect of this human experience that is looking to be realized now. Hmm. So here you are, sitting in it, all of it, all of you. And where are you looking for your answers? Is it on the screens? Is the concept of a higher intelligence given over to the talking heads in the boxes? What is your source of information? What is your source of inspiration? Where do you find a sense of purpose in it all? Or is that irrelevant? Is it just a matter of getting past it, putting it behind you? so you can get back to the busy work of doing. Do you see it? Do you feel it? Do you feel the inner conflict? Do you feel the intellectual sense of obligation to the old paradigm? To the old expressions of your creative potential? And how you've confined it intellectually, how you've not allowed yourselves to explore your true divine passions because logic says you can't, it doesn't fit, it doesn't work, and you won't get paid for it. So who's your master? Who defines who you are in this world? Isn't that what this moment asks you to explore? Who are you without all of that distracting you from who you are? Who are we independently interdependent? Who are we energetically? What is the true purpose here? Is it to amass a greater wealth than the next guy? Because as you've seen, that competition never ends and there is no winner. Yet, millions of people give their energy over to it. To it. And here you are now knowing nothing will ever be the same for the majority of the population here. <clears throat> that their source of income, their source of supply has been tampered with, has been dismembered. And so, here you are, as the human that you are, sitting in it, with the options that free will brings you. How do I experience this moment? Or do I? Or do I just distract myself completely by worrying about the future? Do I just <clears throat> distort my sense of the moment by condemning the past? By condemning others? By searching for someone to blame? Isn't that what so many are here to hear? Who is it that we can blame for this abomination of our human experience. And you know, each one of you stepping into this today know exactly what we will bring back to you. It is you. Ultimately, soulfully, every experience on this earth plane has been defined by the collective will. The collective will defined by individual choices, individual ideas, individual attachments, and ego projections. You can pretend that that's not true. Or you can open up and say, okay. 
as I look for someone to blame, I don't feel better. It doesn't bring me anything but more frustration, more anger, and intensifies my fear. <clears throat> There's no answer in that. There's no coming into alignment with the higher purpose here in that. All there is there is the ego distraction of intellectual assumption. And of course, you are gifted the freedom to choose to, to live there, to stay there, maneuvering through that logical maze of confusion defined in fear, uncertainty, insecurity, and future projections of devastation. Because that's how the mind is currently programmed in this society defined by war by brute force still being the overwhelming go-to by the authorities in the institutionalized societies. You can say what, you're, what you want about your right to defend your property, your borders, your material sense of self. But over and over and over again, generation after generation after generation proves that we are not meant to kill one another. <clears throat> that this abomination of our oneness distorts people's sense of self. When young children are forced to kill in the name of war, they are pulled from their truth of the love we have for each other as souls. When young children are programmed by the stories told in the, in the screens to believe that killing is the answer, that hurting one another is appropriate behavior. And we collectively create a reality based on self-animosity, self-denial. And you have to do a lot of intellectual rationalization to go against the innate knowing of our oneness Many generations of intellectual programming have given you intellectual permission to believe that it is right and good and just to kill. But it is a ridiculous waste of the gift that this life is. Oh, and it comes to the surface of the individuals in that moment of choice. There is always an aspect of every individual that knows that soul that exists within is there <clears throat> guiding the inner knowing. And it is always the intellectual mind that will project the rationale that will override it. It must be because those people out there say so. How many of you live in that box? How many of you feel confined in your jobs, in your relationships, in the definition of being you've allowed yourself to accept here because of what you've been taught to think? Well, if you weren't strong enough intellectually to choose to move away from those institutions, you can know that your soul your souls collectively love you enough to give you a minute to stop, to step back into yourself, to find a moment to breathe deeper into your own truth, your personal connection to source and the illumination of your path to purpose. Because no matter how hard you try, you cannot define it intellectually. 
who you are capable of being as a soul. And you can condemn religion for not allowing you to believe in your own truth. You can condemn the misconceptions of your parents' generations for who you are now. Or you can take this opportunity to recreate your idea of you by aligning with your inner knowing of who you truly are. Now, how many logically defined people are going to think that's the best use of this moment? And yet, you know they feel it. You all feel it. The needed for something to break here. Think of the countries that you exist in. And think of the last 15 years of revolutions that have occurred. 20 years of souls fighting for freedom. Massive demonstrations, major revolutions in every major country on this planet. And yet the institutions still stand, the same as they've always been, reinforced even further by a fear of not understanding who we really are. Who holds your power? Who do you give your power over to? This is the moment to find your true power, to remember who we are as souls, and to ask of ourselves to illuminate the best use of our efforts in this moment not to ask the government institutions how we serve them further, but to grow in ourselves our sense of purpose so that those individual expanding energies connect in a wave of co-creation that redefines our ability to feel entitled to be individually defined by our inner sense of purpose. It's simple to see it now, how you've all fallen into it, the ideas of the previous generations, how you've taken it on and given your energy over to it, even knowing that there is not one aspect to these institutions that serves you as a soul, not politically, not educationally, not socially. And every soul on the planet knows this. For decades, you have been fighting the inner knowing by overriding it with rationale, practically accepting what is as necessary and giving your energy over to it. Well, enough is enough, according to your souls. You see, when the collective soul speaks this loudly, it behooves all of humanity to sit up and pay attention, to go inward and find the connection. Well, Leah, you have any thoughts on that? Oh, hi. Sorry, I, I'm here. Yes, I was just, that was my divine pause, I think, because everybody, I feel like, might have needed a deep breath after that, Laura. Because <laughs> I definitely did. <laughs> it was just, it, it's such a, Laura, it's such an awakening and, like, show so much it's really it's just a lot of energy to receive that awareness from spirit and and just really even in my own being have a sense of awakening to like how big the purpose is and how big the shift is that humanity is facing and you know i 
I personally going into this felt a little bit of like, okay, this is expected. Like, of course, like, you know, spirit or the earth is going to create something to balance uh, our lack of awareness in a sense. So, you know, this intense awakening. and, And I just feel like all of that was very in alignment with that. Just really, you know, here's our opportunity. Here we are stuck in our homes, our jobs taken away. Uh, a lot of what we've allowed our ego intellect to consider our purpose has been taken away and we're being stripped down to the basics of, you know, can you help your neighbor? Who are you without a busy day? What are you doing on earth if you're not focused on a job that fills your, your days and, you know, your nights with TV and all these distractions? It, it was just, it, it really is due and I can see how in this mayhem we're being given an opportunity from spirit to redirect in in a new basic formation i also really resonated with it bringing in how violence and history and all of these things that we share with our children from the very beginning it it really does strip us away of some of our soulful truth and creates a numbingness of it and you know, it's not to judge or regret the path that we've had, although I have to admit it is a little, you know, I do feel a little bit of sadness for our children, you know? Like, it's just, you know, I have hope for the future, but I don't know. That was a lot, Laura. That was, Dodie, what do you have to say? I just feel a little blown away. It's a lot. <laughs> it's always big when you tell Laura. But, but I'm going to tip it down to the bare minimum here. What I was getting out of this was even in our own uh, each of us feeling sequestered to a certain point. Um, we still, uh, myself included, um, think for ourselves, well, you know, this is the time to clean out that attic, you know, clean out that closet, uh, do that thing I'm supposed to fix or whatever. And, and that when you, when you stop and think about it, what a gift this has been to say, do you understand now in these moments you have permission to sit and be? And it's something that most humans, I think, will need to thoughtfully put into place. Like to say, this morning I'm going to get up, or, or whenever I'm going to take a piece of this day, and I'm going to just sit. I'm going to sit. And even if I have children, then I'm going to sit with them in a way that gives them permission to know that they can just sit and be. You know, that we can find that piece of stillness within ourselves. It's a gift that's been given in a box that seems so unlikely and, and, uh, and, and so many, so scary. But sometimes I think the, the concept of stripping it all down and just being with yourself, sitting in stillness and being with yourself can be very scary for a lot of people who say, I don't know how to do that. I've never done that. What do I do? Yeah, Tony, I actually... Sorry, go ahead. No, that's all right. I just wanted to bring it down to that simple notion that even that, even that is scary for people. Yeah, and I was going to say from there, because I'm glad you went there with it, because, Laura, I feel like maybe we could direct the channel from there, because I do feel like, although this is an opportunity and a gift, like a lot of people are going to face anxiety and stress and different emotional energies because they're not used to having that chance to sit with self. And it is overwhelming and it is foreign to a lot of people. So is there any sort of like guidance or direction we can get for those people who are going to have these waves of, you know, anxiousness Mm -hmm. or uh, resistance or fear for being in those moments of self? Yep, absolutely. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Ah, uh, yes, Leah, it is perfect. It is perfect that you realize the confrontation in and of itself in the moment. And that right there is your best effort. No matter who you are, you have the ability to stop in the moment and say, Ah, yes, I'm thinking again. And look at those thoughts. What are they doing to me? What do I feel when I consider them? 
And am I those thoughts? These very basic questions put in your mind at the appropriate moment can distance you from the intensity of the intellectually created fear. And you want to hear it that way. How much of the fear is defined by ideas and assumptions of future inconsistencies. Really see it as you're doing it in the moment. You want to address yourself because you've lost yourself there. People have forgotten that the thinking mind is intended to be a servant to the higher mind. But the ego has identified in the small-minded ideas of life, in the in identified in the institutions. You are now going to be gifted with the opportunity to shift your idea of you with your willingness to observe the way you work in this reality. You are each endowed with a physical body, with a logical mind, with an emotional body, and with a higher awareness, an energy that serves in all capacities on every level. It is all a matter of integrating the higher awareness in every moment, in every situation. But you can't, your mind tells you. You don't know how your mind reinforces and you stay stuck there. Whether it is in search for your intuitive connection or in search for your sense of abundance. You can't figure it out. Logic can't find its way through this. And you want to know why? Because this isn't a creation of logic. It's a result of the effect of over-identifying there. And now, look at your situation. Are you stuck there in your mind? Is that how you feel in this moment? And if you do, can you begin to believe that you are more than what your mind thinks? Can you begin to explore the more? Can you begin to see the mind as the intellectual processor of the human experience, but not the only processor of the human experience? Think about it. You move through your daily life, and many of you put these glasses on. You have different lenses for different states of perception. You can't all wear the same lens, can you? It's unique to you, your idea of life, your view of life. Now, realize that you also view life through your heart. You receive all of the same energy of awareness, and yet the heart integrates it differently, differently than the mind does. Imagine it, you're swimming in an ocean of awareness. The quantum field is the energy of truth, and humans are only now stepping into the exploration of that new world. Only new to logic, but comfortable to the soul, familiar to the soul. And here's the thing. You all already know how to be who you are. Once you let go of what you think you need to be, you can do nothing but be your truth. This ocean of awareness is available to you, but the frequency of the collective thought processor does not elevate to a state of openness to integrate without ed editing the higher awareness. So you see, you can't trust your logical mind anymore not if you look to go further than its limits. You must rely on it only 
to support the integration of the higher awareness. So seek out the other processors in your field. Release yourself from the confines of the five physical world senses and explore the deeper intuitive senses. Go deep into the heart for the soulful knowing. Trust the intuitive instinct of the gut. Mm. And as you integrate this intuitive awareness, do not interpret it through the intellectual processor. That's where it gets distorted. Oh boy, is that frustrating to every one of you that feels defined by your intellectual understanding of you and of life. But don't you see it is that intellectual understanding that is limited to what the institutions that you exist in, that you're confined by, define. So bring that heart-centered awareness deep into the core of your expression of you. Hmm. Bring it down intentionally into the base chakras that manifest in this reality, not into the intellect that distorts your sense of divinity. Breathe deep, and as you do, imagine a light entering your being with every breath, because it does. It truly does the light of the love of the one that you are with every breath, looking to remind you who defines you here, who inspires you to be you here. It is that breath. So follow it and let that light bring the essence of true divine awareness deep into the core of your physical nature and expression of you. Watch the light that you breathe in, move down through the heart chakra, through the solar plexus, into the sacral to be manifested in the physical, through the root chakra expression of you. Don't bring it to the mind's idea of what's possible here. It's inconsistent with what you're capable of. So use the imagery. Every time you find yourself caught in your confusion in the logical mind, take a deep breath and follow that light as it moves deep into your heart and expands the divine awareness. It is those that have been practicing this effort for years that will affirm for you the true benefit of consistent effort at connecting with spirit. And that's what you're doing. Spirit, the, the energy of you, the quantum knowingness of your divine nature. Take the time to observe yourself because that's how you will find yourself. All right, Leah. Oh, that was so beautiful. <laughs> that felt like a divine evolution from like starting with like, you know, like the intensity of this experience and what it surfaces to like. Like, that was, like, the gentle energy I felt going into this channel was just, like, as crazy things are, as intense as things are, there is this, like, calm, peaceful reality available through all of it. And that was, like, music to my ears. It's literally, in a nutshell, Wait. I think, the yes. ultimate practice of God. connecting to source and knowing who we are. Can I say something about what you just said? Yeah. There's something coming through in the channel that wants to directly confront 
Something you said. Not confront, but address. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So you have defined it. There is an inner calm. And each person has defined that there is an intellectual uncertainty. Sit with that just for a moment. And realize that life is a choice. Can you believe there's an inner calm? That inner calm connected to the divine aspect of you, connected to the divine aspect of the all-knowing presence of the source of this human experience. Can you believe that? Fear will have a difficult time challenging you to find faith in something that cannot be rationally justified. Not in this moment. You see, that's the true challenge of the moment, isn't it? That when everything in your outer world is so disconnected, or sorry, so disorienting, how are you to feel centered and calm? Isn't that confrontational to the expectations of the ego aspect of you? Doesn't the rest of the world expect you to be in fear? Expect you to be stressed out? Expect you to add your fear to the collective fear that is growing on the earth plane today? Because, well, misery loves company. Because people who have defined themselves in fear, they want to be reassured that that's where they should be. And having others join them in their fear compounds that energy. And it really distorts their ability to believe in their ability to find the inner peace. So it goes back to this concerted effort where you say, I realize it. Going over and over and over the fearful thoughts is not bringing me peace. It is not helping me find my center in all of this. <clears throat> that is an observation you can make easily. And when you do, you simply ask yourself, do I stay here? Do I continue to repeat the cycle? Do I continue to tank my own frequency? Or do I choose to step out of it? And there is the place where you've got to surrender in faith that there is something beyond what you can conceive of intellectually. Because remember, as you try to sit in stillness, <clears throat> your thoughts are going to want your attention. And like a little child, you give them the attention. You give them a little love. You lay them in the cradle. And you walk away and you go back to your own journey of self. And when those thoughts cry for your attention again, realize that there is an uncertain aspect of you in this human experience, but that is not all that you are. You cradle the intellectual mind, which is the youngest aspect of the expression of being on the human, um, in the human experience today. You see your heart as the elder aspect of who you are that sits in that calm state of acceptance of it all. You have that in you. All souls do. It's all here to show you how identified with the fearful idea of you that you are. Choose to be the inner calm and you'll see it expand in you just as how you've chosen to be the fear, it expands in your experience. You are, if you are defined by it, then it will take a greater effort, but the effort will be that much more profoundly rewarding. All right. Oh, I love that. You know, for me, I, I feel like the um, the metaphor that it provided of 
like considering your your thoughts that bring you back to fear and back to worry, which is what it is, you know, is your mind moving to those thoughts that carry that energy and, and then your experience follows it. But I love the metaphor of treating those thoughts like a child. Because a lot of times, you know, it's like when you get into a battle in your mind where it's like, you know, you're fighting being in your thoughts, it, it like it creates a perpetuation of the mind battling itself and you actually don't leave it because it's like you're resisting thinking. So then you've got a state of resistance in your mind that creates the conflict and you end up staying there fighting it. And so I think that like taking on that energy of, okay, this is a gentle, uh, you know, expression or, or a gentle way of me dealing with these thoughts and I calmly acknowledge them and I calmly allow this upset child to be placed into a, you know to stillness and I just thought that was a beautiful expression to help you or to help people um, work with moving out of thoughts because it can be it can be tricky um, and, I, and I do think that gentle component is very helpful um, I don't know if I actually said it but to have the oh sorry to have the image of the elder sitting okay, in the in the heart chakra. That's what it, I don't know if I actually said it like that, but that was the imagery. Like I could go to my the elder in the heart. You know, you have the child. Yeah, that was a, that was a that was a, that was a different metaphor that you did besides the one I'm speaking of. But I also really felt that one as well because I do feel like that ancient wisdom of divine intelligence exists in the heart chakra. And when you move and sink your consciousness down into that, it is a very, very elderly, wise, uh, you know, experience of consciousness. I definitely agree. And both of those were beautiful. Not only like your mind being put to rest like a baby, very gently, but also, you know, your heart offering that ancient wisdom, you know? Yeah, yeah. They were both beautiful metaphors that I think will truly help people moving forward. And if, if everybody listening today takes a note of that and uses it, um, you know, as a reference, I, I, I do think it was a phenomenal expression. Jody, anything to pipe in on that one? <laughs> well, I was just, you know, I was just going to say that, you know, very often when I speak to someone and say, so, so how do you meditate, or, or have you tried meditating? You know, and, and I've had many people say to me, oh, I tried, I, I can't do it. Yeah. And I think there's, there is this instant frustration with the mind. And so I, I do think these metaphors are really helpful, Laura, because they remind us not to demonize the mind, because the mind is going to do what the mind is going to do, and that's what it's there for, but that doesn't mean it has to be in control. So I love what you said about the elder in the heart, and I felt like I could say, you know, so when the mind wanders, you just just say, oh, just come sit here with me in my heart for a moment. Just come sit here. Yeah. Let's just take a moment. And and not, not judge it, and not you know, tell yourself, well, there I go again, or I just can't let, you know, geez, my mind's really running away with me, or I can't meditate, or any number of those things that the mind wants to make up, and just say, wait a minute, come sit down here with me in my heart, mm -hmm. and breathe again, and breathe again, and breathe that light in again, and, you know, and, and be kind to yourself as you explore this self, you know, this self-silence. I love that. And I do think that there's a lot of different ways that you can, you know, activate that sort of consciousness when you're working with meditation. Because I totally agree, Jody. I think so many people say, oh, I can't meditate. But, like, the purpose of meditation isn't to become instant Buddha. It actually is to experience the clinging of the mind. And that is part of the practice. So I think people have a skewed perception of that. And I know... There's a lot of different ways that you can, um, you know, move into that awareness. I know an animal spirit, jaguar, is the energy of watching with detachment. So you're not attached. You're detached, and you just watch the mind go. Or a lot of times with guided meditation, I like to, you know, call the thoughts that come through cloud. And I tell people, just let the cloud pass. Don't attach to it. Don't hold on to it. Just let that thought like a cloud move through you. So there's a lot of different ways and whatever resonates for each person um, to use and help them work with it, I think is a, is a beautiful thing. And um, to help them conquer those struggles that people face in meditation, quote unquote struggles. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's beautiful. 
Laura, I do think that we're like coming to a close here. It's been so much amazing information, but I know sometimes there's usually a closing note um, since we're moving into the last few minutes. Did you want to move into closing with something? Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see. Mm, all right. As is always with major occurrences on the earth plane, they represent a shift in conscious, consciousness, a transition from one way of being to another, an opportunity for human beings to recreate their reality according to who we are as souls, or how defined by their ego identities they feel um, responsible for. So see this as that moment where each one of you is adding your collective intention to the collective will to shift the dynamic of the experience. And if you take this time to go inwards, if you start to explore the energy of awareness available to you, you will realize that it is not just a journey through the mind. That once you get to a place of acceptance of the mind, where you accept that the thoughts will come, and that each thought has a different frequency, and that it is your choice to engage that thought and be that frequency. When you work with it from a state of observation, you can feel the difference. And there is the trigger for the next evolutionary step in our exploration of ourself and our oneness, you see. Once we learn to leave the mind as a substantive, supportive processor of the intuition, you start to realize the awareness in the feelings of life so many of these energetic shifts in you cannot just be confined in the ideas of feeling good or bad, of feeling sad or angry. That sometimes there's awareness there. That always there's awareness there, but sometimes you recognize it. And now you're coming to realize that there is a conversation going on on, so, on every level of self. So if you seek awareness beyond the limits of logic, you will find it. If you seek knowingness beyond your concepts of your emotions, you will explore an expansive, intuitive connection to the higher awareness in each situation. How entitled to read the field that you exist in will your mind allow you feel because you are one with all life every aspect of this experience is a part of the energy that you are a part of which means that it is all communicating on all the quantum levels of self and what would you rather explore the human ladder to success Or the soulful ladder of consciousness. For you've explored the guilt and the shame, the ego attachment to pride, the intellectual assumptions of fear. Now, can you choose to explore the higher levels of consciousness? Can you gain ground by finding acceptance in every moment of every experience teaching you something on quantum levels of knowingness that you are now ready to explore where you not only climb out of your mind but you explore your field you float deeply into the essence of all beingness realize that every shift in you says something and begin to listen with your heart and not your mind and you will hear more of who you are and feel more of who you came to be than ever.
That was beautiful, Laura. Thank you. All right, Leah. You want to wrap it, sister? Maybe did we lose Leah? Oh, I'm here. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I'm, like, talking to myself. That's fine. But that was absolutely incredible. Thanks for tuning in. We send love and light to everybody. Um, and we'll meet you out there surfing the fields yourself. That's so beautiful. All right, Leah. Thanks for hosting. Really Thanks appreciate for in, both of you. Okay. Take care, everyone. Bye. Be safe.